0: This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 100! Woohoo! <laughs> Our 100th episode, you guys. Oh yeah, we feel pretty celebratory. Welcome to the show you guys.
1: Who who knew <laughs> that we would have 100 episodes, which is over 100 hours of recorded audio of things to say. I knew And also, (laughs) I feel like we are just getting started.
0: (laughs) We are just getting started. I always knew because that's why I always insisted on three digits in the numbering. You did. You really did. We are going to call this episode 001. Not one, Mm -hmm. not zero one. but by golly, we are going to have this in the hundreds. This, This podcast is here to stay for a while. So yeah, the vision was there all along, but it's so weird. It's almost surreal that we actually hit 100 because that is so much work like it felt
1: like a really big task and a lot of work and but and also I it was fun. I don't even feel burned out <laughs> like you think you would no. but I don't even think we are
0: scratching the tip of the iceberg yet. I was talking to my parents yesterday and my dad's like, so do you guys ever feel like you're going to run out of things to <laughs> say? And I'm like, okay, you know what's cute about you, dad? Let's think about every conversation I've had with you and mom. Do you ever get a word in? Mm-hmm. I never will run out of things to talk about. Me <laughs> and either. then also you've met Becky Proudfit. Mm-hmm. We will never run out of things to talk never, about. Never, never, not ever. I know. And we'll never run out of guests to have on the podcast. There, there are too many good people in the world.
1: So so many good people. And we have both just personally been feeling this burning desire to amplify all these amazing voices that Mm. exist in the world. And so that was another concern. I remember the very first list of like, okay, what, let's, let's aim for these 10 people and get these people on the podcast. And every time I'm like, man, are we ever going to run out of people? This whole new crop of people comes to our mind. And we're Mm. like, this is a whole new group of people to introduce you to. And so, no, I don't think we're going to run out of guests because, honestly, the world is full of amazing people.
0: It is, and it always will be. Mm -hmm. And the work continues to bring us joy, and you guys bring us joy. So this episode is just going to be a big little... Big little. <laughs> a big little. It's, it's gonna be, be a big
1: old, was, big old I celebration. Don't know what I, was gonna
0: say. I was gonna say it's a little it's gonna be a little celebration. We we really like to imagine that you guys are here with us and we feel very celebratory. We have been very excited, looking forward to this milestone with the podcast, but not just because of the show, but because of you guys, because of the community that we are all together. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that, reminisce, share some stories, but first a quick word from this week's sponsor. There's just something in the air with regards to the documenting that so many of us are craving right now. There's an increased desire to record our stories and an incredible energy around anything related to living the story you want to tell and actually telling those stories. We
1: want to be sure you're aware of some of the resources that will inspire you in your documenting efforts. First of all, the Project Life app. Two words, you guys, game changer. That's what everyone called it when it first launched in 2014. And that's what people are calling it again with the recent 3.0 app update and the editorial templates that have been added. They're even more conducive to meaningful storytelling,
0: and we are personally obsessed with them. To go along with that, there's a specific approach to documenting that we want to be sure you know about, and it's called My Modern Story. It's simple, it's fresh. And it's a way to get your story told one story at a time. Follow the guidance, tips, and inspiration found on Instagram on the brand new account called my modern story and of course friends the audio course becky and i created
1: together called live the story you want to tell is a life enhancing experience you can learn all about that at classroom.beckyhiggins.com you can download the project life app for free we'll continue to provide inspiration on instagram and right here on the podcast We talk so much on this podcast about how we feel like you guys are right here with us. And that is honestly the truth. And so we wanted to make an episode celebrating
0: our hundredth anniversary How about that? I just want to say that hundredth is a hard word. Hundredth. One hundredth. One hundredth. I mean, we're saying it properly, but I'm just episode. saying anyway. Yeah, that Aversary. is a one. <laughs> Aversary.
1: So let's add on aversary to it. Um, we wanted to really honor that connection and Becky and I literally have not had two seconds with all the great things going on, Mm. um, here at the Becky Higgins brand with the launch of my modern story, which has been amazing. We have not had a ton of time to sit and like reminisce. No. There's (laughs)
0: a lot of kids at
1: home all day long, and lots of work happening, and there's no reminiscing time. So we really wanted to make this an episode to sit back and kind of reflect to tell the story of our podcast, and then also give you some behind-the-scenes funny stories
0: Yeah, that...
1: You might not have been privy to otherwise.
0: Well, yeah. I, and we don't have an agenda here. We just, like Becky said, we want to just reminisce with you guys. We hope that you're kind of recalling some of the memories that you've had with the podcast. I'm just picturing our, our people, our mm-hmm. friends, our listeners. I'm picturing all of the different ways that they've listened to the podcast They've been on trails. They've been on treadmills. They've been washing dishes. They've been running errands in the car. They've been mobile. They've been, you know, some, some sit and they listen because they take notes while they listen. There's just so many different ways to listen. And everyone who's here has had these memories associated with inviting us into their lives. And I'm just honored, humbled. Like that's so touching to me that, we get to be a part of, of each other's lives like that. So from
1: the deepest, deepest place in our hearts, thank you guys. Thank you so much for being our community here on cultivate a good life. Thank you for coming back week after week for sharing the things you learn here with your friends for taking this inspiration and turning it into action in your lives. And we just want to reassure you that we are not going anywhere.
0: No, no, we're not going anywhere. We should probably should we maybe just kind of recap how this all came to be. I think that would be
1: good because I was thinking... racking my brain. We've said a lot of words. We said lots lot... and lots of words in a hundred episodes, <laughs> but I don't know that we've ever shared. We the have. way that our, on the first episode, episode one. but I don't know that yeah. we went into it deeply, honestly, because sometimes you tell a story and then when you get further in the future and you look back, you're like, mm. oh wait, that actually played into this. And mm. that was totally preparing me for that. Mm. And so I think it would be a really good idea yeah. to start off telling the story.
0: Okay. Yeah. We can, how we do can... we start off telling stories So here at Cultivate a Good Life? So there we were. So
1: there we were. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And and you know, for those of you who have been here from the very beginning, I hope this isn't too repetitive because we did share it in episode one, but a lot of our listeners are newer. So we hope this is new and fresh for you. And like Becky said, maybe there will be some details that you didn't already know. So And also
1: the microphones won't be backwards. Well, like that's they what I were was gonna say. Oh sorry. Remember, no, I just I
0: remember the, the time remember the time <laughs> that we recorded our first episode literally with backwards microphones. You guys, if you didn't already know that That is just like, yeah, that happened. Yeah. That that sure the heck did happen. And it was with our very first episode. And while
1: those kinds of details may go unnoticed in a Becky Proudfit type endeavor, those kinds of details do not go unnoticed in a Becky Higgins type endeavor. And so the fact that that happened was pretty hysterical. Yeah.
0: And also after recording the first episode, you guys may not know this, but literally like we were... So, so much like built up leading up to this. We recorded, we were, you know, backwards microphones, but didn't know it. And as soon as we hit stop on the mixer, we both physically fell back and collapsed we're into like, our chair. Oh my gosh, you did it! It, <laughs> it was, was exhausting. It was and,
1: and there was so much like build up to it because in our heads, we're like, we're friends. We like to talk. We feel really called to do this. Of course it's going to work, but then actually putting pen to paper, putting that inspiration into action, which is where so many of us get held up a lot, um, was so scary because we're like, what if we do this? And a, we suck Mm -hmm. or B, we listen back and we're like, this isn't valuable at all. There was just so much expectation in our minds and so much of our hearts into it that when we did it and we're like, okay, we made it through it like the biggest relief you can ever imagine. That's what it was. It like was I needed sense a nap. Of
0: <laughs> yeah, <I> know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know it was intense. And sometimes, you know, I feel like there's a life lesson in this. I don't mean to be so intentional about life lessons, but uh, I'm gonna But that's what we do here called Cultivate kind of a Good Life. Do. And it's amazing. But really like it reminds me, especially in reflecting back that that is exactly what we need to do in life is just take action. There are so many things that we can like psych ourselves out of and get scared about and we're nervous and we don't know. And yeah, there's so much uncertainty. And the thing is, is that when you do feel called to do something and you know it's the right thing and you don't take action, that's just way worse. So even though it's scary and you're not sure and you have all these concerns, you got to just take the step, make mm-hmm. the make the motion happen.
1: Do and put it into gear. the next right thing. <laughs> that's what you got to do because by the way, you figure it out. You figure out your mics are backwards by having backwards mics.
0: Exactly. And then what do you do? You switch the microphones the correct way and you never make that mistake again until, of course, your bucket list guest is on the show and then right. you accidentally right. eyes, until Becky works. gets so
1: like excited about a guest it happens again.
0: But it's fine. It's fine.
1: <laughs> but my point is is that you never know and you figure things out when you take steps. Yeah. Like that is how you figure things yeah, out. Yeah for
0: sure. And so, so let's
1: talk about the steps it. that
0: happen. I right, we did say that we would talk about how this okay. came to be. So I guess a good way to just kind of recap the beginning part of it is this my the Becky Higgins brand's been around for all these years and there was some like weird season that we were in where we were really just trying to kind of clear the weeds and eliminate stuff that wasn't working and really cultivate growth in the areas that were working and just a lot of like unknowns and questions about how to move forward. And kind of in that, I had brought up the idea with my team a couple of times, like, should I do a podcast? I kind of feel like that could be a good idea. And then it just never was, it just never felt like the right idea. Podcasting was brand new. I'm typically an early adopter with things like that, but Mm -hmm. it was kind of a, no, this isn't right. It didn't even feel like no, not now, maybe later. It was just more like a, no, you know, it just didn't sit. And then, um, And then as time went forward and Becky and I met, we met through a common friend. We'll give mostly props to Heidi, who has been a guest on the show. Yes, Um, Heidi saw a connection in us without us even knowing each other and basically said, you guys need to know each other. How do you not? Like you guys would absolutely hit it off. And we know Heidi through the community. We all live geographically close. And so when we met... Becky, you, we, we were, I was kind of putting on a, a women's okay. event at church. Let me, let me explain this. Okay. Would you rather so, tell the story? Do you feel well, like no, you're I'm a a, um, you a better storyteller? Are you saying you're better In this area, I
1: so you're, yes, yes, <laughs> and yes, and all the things, yes. Okay, um, So, okay, so I have to put a little caveat in front of this because mainly it sounds like I'm a bonkers individual, if not. So really? um, Becky was putting on um, for our church community, kind of a, just a really big regional a women's, women's meeting yeah. where you just get together and hear speakers and feel good and feel enriched. Um, and I had heard I needed to meet this Becky Higgins gal. And I actually found out she created Project Life, which I used, even though I was not, quote, I was like, adamant that I was not a scrapbooker, but I totally had used Project Life before. Mm -hmm. Um, and so meeting her, okay, I have this thing. I, I have spent a lot of time learning what my like spiritual gifts are. And we Mm -hmm. talk about like different talents and things we have. And one of my talents is, and it sounds bonkers, but it's not, is discernment. Like I know um, sometimes I meet people and I just know they're going to be in my life. And I'm not like, oh, I love them so much. Like I just love them. I want them to be part of my life. It's more just like this deep sense when you meet someone, like we're going to be in each other's lives and you have no idea what that is. And you may like the person or not, but you just know, like they're going to play a role in your life. So when we finally met, I had one of those moments where I was like, I don't know how, but like this, this relationship, this, with this person I just met is going to play a role in my life. And I had no idea what role it was going to play, or even if I liked Higgins yet, but (laughs) thankfully that worked out. But I just knew that there was like something, there was something to this relationship, I guess.
0: Yeah. okay. Okay. You can,
1: now, how did you feel when I said to you on our first meeting
0: what well, did I say to you? No. So you didn't say anything that day when we met. I was like, yeah, she's cool. Like, I get it. I get what Heidi is yeah. saying. There was It wasn't like there were sparks flying for me. I didn't of, say
1: anything awkward?
0: Uh, you probably did. Probably I did. I probably put my foot in my mouth at some point because I tend to do that sometimes. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. It's, it's always better if I do it with a microphone. Amen. <laughs> amen and amen. So, you know, it was fine. It wasn't really like... It, but you did. You said you had kind of that moment mm-hmm. in that first time that we've actually met in person. Um, but what, what happened is I invited Heidi over to like be a model for some pictures that we needed to take at the BH office for some promotional marketing. Right. was coming up like, Hey, come over. And sure. Yeah. Becky, you can come too. You know? It was okay. Kind of so like, what
1: really happened was
0: I, that's a true story.
1: Okay. But that is really not a true story. Okay. <laughs> so what happened is, is we would like meet for breakfast sometimes with like the, whoever, a bunch of moms, Friends. like first day, I think it was first day of school. In fact, oh, okay. we dropped the kids off at school and whoever wanted to come, could come out for breakfast. I
0: don't remember where you're going with this.
1: And so she approaches Heidi and is like, Heidi, I really want you to be in these photos. It was kind of like a harebrained photo shoot. And so, and I was standing there. And so because she's not a rude person, she was like, oh, you can totally come too. Like it wasn't. Me? Yeah. Heidi you were, said that. No, you said it. Oh, but only because sure. I was standing. I, I think Heidi and I drove together or something. And you only said like, come, come join us because you didn't want to be a jerk. Yeah. And so you're like, yeah, sure. totally. You can come join us. Yes. You can help with Heidi's makeup or something. Because mm-hmm. you knew I had a background at Disney. And so I was the official makeup, makeup artist artists. for the hairbrained." <laughs> crazed fan. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Heidi shoot. was. She was
0: like a crazed, like football um, mom. Mm-hmm. That's what she was. And so you really did a great job with her makeup. Thank on, you. It was by bonkers. So you were there and you, I think that was your first time to the BH office. I'm Correct. pretty sure you really loved the feeling that you had when you mm-hmm. were there. Because I, I already
1: knew Wendy, like Wendy and I had yes, met probably right. a year prior. So I had already, I was already friends with Wendy and I knew Wendy's parents. And, mm-hmm. um, so it was fun, like seeing a friend
0: totally. And so when you were there, I think that's when you said to me. So, no? Was no. it the next time?
1: So then when you saw what a great job I did with that crazy makeup, <laughs> it was just really inspirational for you. Um I did invite you back for So you photo invited shoot. me back to be a model. Oh, that's At what it that was. point you're like, "Okay, Heidi, you have made the cut and now Becky, you have also made the cut where you had us like modeling Christmas some, time. I think it was stone, stone wrap. wrap. Yes. With yeah. just a few other moms and it was just a fun chill photo Mm -hmm. shoot and at that photo shoot I also felt like well I am not a scrapbooker so I bring zero value to this brand however I feel like we're probably going to work together which is funny because like at that time I wasn't seeking no employment like I wasn't Mm -hmm. and I didn't even know if it would be in the form of a job I I had like a premonition kind of being in the office like that professionally we were going to create something or do something together.
0: And then you had the audacity to open your mouth and say something about it.
1: Cause that's how I do.
0: It is how you did. I totally do. <laughs> you, I just, right. <laughs> Don't you think it was about that second visit to the oh, office? 100%. I hundred percent. I remember where mm-hmm. I was standing when you said it.
1: I remember I was standing where we I said it We were in the conference room. And it was one of those things where it came out of my mouth which is totally me. Like I'm a hundred percent open book, hundred percent honest. I'm not honest in the way where I'm like, I'm brash and rude and whatever. But like, if I feel something, I have no fear in saying it because for me, that is how I move forward in my life. And that's, it's been a good thing that I've done. And so I said it and I was like, Ooh, as the words came out of my mouth, I was like, that was bold, a little gutsy. Like that it was like, really why bold. did you say that? And it was almost one of the things that I was saying that I was realizing it was true as I was saying it. And so I was like, interesting.
0: Hmm. And then I
1: quickly forgot about it and ate lunch. But.
0: You forgot about it. And for me, I was like, that was really bold. And my response was probably like, well, typical of our relationship. You probably relationship. laughed I'll, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. Cause I definitely did not have that same feeling. And I love right. how different impressions come to different people at different times, even if it means you know, that there's a connection between the parties. But in this case, it was 100% your impression. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was like, okay, do you know how many people have said they want to work here? Like, mm-hmm. okay, that's... Well, okay. and honestly, I don't
1: even know. And you probably didn't even know this. I wasn't even necessarily wearing, like, saying like, Oh, come give me a job, right? Like, because I didn't want a job. No, like, I and didn't that's need not a job. How you said I did it. It was just more like
0: you're like, I don't know what this is going to look like, but I just have this impression like yes. we're going to somehow we're going to work together. We're going to work something. together in yeah. some way. So yeah, gutsy for sure. So, and then
1: I got diagnosed with cancer,
0: and then that happened. No, that was right after that, actually. Right after mm-hmm. yep. it was right after that. Yep. And that's a whole well, you guys have heard. Hopefully, heard the you've story. heard those episodes, but um, but to it,
1: give you the important bit, yeah, that will that will be valuable in this story yes. we're currently telling.
0: Are yeah. you okay over there? Yeah, okay. I'm okay. My, my fingernail got caught in my hair. Oh. I <laughs> went to scratch my head that's, and then my fingernail. Terrible. It's just terrible. I did <laughs> you guys really uh, feel like you're just sitting in here with I know, <laughs> right? This is what we talk
1: about. Um, so getting diagnosed with cancer, because honestly, Becky and I were still in the, I would say acquaintances getting to know each other phase. Yeah. And, um, as I was diagnosed, I had surgery, which is how I was diagnosed. And, Um, I had a great group of friends who started a secret text thread called Becky loses her lady parts, (laughs) if I remember correctly. And they were just trying to, um, make sure that I had meals and Mm -hmm. my kids were taken care of and whatever. And, um, it was Becky's night and she had made me this Thanksgiving dinner. Honestly, I didn't, I, I knew it was such a kind gesture at the time. Now that I legit really, really super duper know you. I'm like, that is so tender.
0: Like <laughs> what that, she's trying to say is I'm really weak in the area of meal preparation still in my life. But right like, now. that
1: was a really amazing involved <laughs> dinner. Like I know what a sacrifice that was for you to like, it was a joy, but that's a big deal. Like that was so awesome back. That was so, so nice. cool. Aww. So, um, she came to the door and to drop off the dinner and, you know, just said, Oh, how's she feeling? And my husband, who, by the way, during this time, totally shielded me from everyone because I didn't want to talk to anybody. Um, well, you
0: literally received the diagnosis that no, like,
1: day. No, it like, was like five minutes before you got there. It was
0: right before. It was
1: like literally right before. But
0: I'm ding-dong, and I'm insisting like, oh, no, I know this is a weird <laughs> time because...
1: There's lady parts involved here. Uh, I don't uh, need to go back to the bedroom. No, for I'm sure fine.
0: I'm like, I'm just here to drop off the dinner on your counter, and if she's not feeling well yeah. enough, you guys enjoy it. It's fine, and I will scoot and be on yeah. my way. Yeah, and but, very
1: uncomfortable. Characteristic of my husband, and he had a very strong feeling, very strong impression that he
0: needed to send Becky back to my bedroom, which is not what he would normally do. Well, and all. I was super resistant with that because I felt like whatever's awkward. going like, yeah. on is like that's between them and like that's, a sacred space. It's a sa- like, yeah, like It's a sacred like, space because especially when you're talking about health and you really were going through the ringer. We of course none of us would have ever guessed a cancer never. diagnosis. But it was still a tender place, and there was a mm-hmm. lot going on, and I just did not want to like intrude and in thinking like I need to be a part of your tender like right. experience. And but at he, this time, we
1: thought it was just surgery recovery, sure.
0: but he so insisted. He did. He He's insisted. Like, no, go, poor go you. Oh gosh, poor yeah. you. That no, must have been awkward. No, like such an okay. Honor. I'll go no, back. and it wasn't though. I don't have a memory of awkwardness. I have a mem- a memory of like sacredness. Like it just felt very special and sacred to be there. Mm-hmm. And so when he was like insistent that I go and talk with you, I didn't resist that because yeah. if Taylor f- felt mm-hmm. inclined to shoo me along then, or sh- shoo me into the bedroom where you were. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like I, I didn't know what to expect, but right. I'll go along with this. And then of course you're like, well, so... <laughs> funny thing
1: is five minutes ago, I found out I have cancer. And you were like, Oh my goodness. So she was really the person that like, and I, and I truly feel like God sent her there in those very first moments because you were exactly who I needed at that time. And probably heavenly father was laying the groundwork for what was to come Mm -hmm. and the work that we were going to be able to do together. Because that was one of one of the most spiritually profound experiences was when um, a member of our church congregation came over to pray with me and give me a blessing. And that blessing was one of the most profound spiritual experiences of my life. And you were there for that. Like yeah. how crazy is it that it all orchestrated that like you were the person yeah. that were there, was there for that.
0: It was really tender and it was really special. And it's like Becky said, it's, it's interesting now being able to look back and see how line upon line things fell together for us together, like to have overlap Mm -hmm. in our lives and with our families and with our work. And we could have never guessed. And I just want to kind of slip in another kind of point of life lesson here is there are things happening in, in your life right now and experiences that you're having and people that you are interacting with that for whatever reason, it's supposed to happen like that. It's Mm -hmm. supposed to be, that groundwork is supposed to be laid for further things to come, and you just don't know. So I just want to remind all of us, just always be open and receptive. Don't be resistant to new relationships or new experiences or um, things that happen that you're like, "Mm, this feels weird that this is happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, go with it. Just...
1: I think you know? oftentimes we totally just want to discredit those little feelings of intuition we have. And mm-hmm. because it's a gift I have, I've learned to listen and amplify those intuitions. But um, to not be embarrassed or like dismiss the fact if you know something, like we know so much more than I think we ever admit to knowing. Mm-hmm. And when we succumb to that, we actually see a lot more possibility open up in our yeah. lives. Okay, so chemo, 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 radiation, whatever I get through cancer, whatever I just had. Radiation, <laughs> it's fine. Well this gloss over that. We already have an episode about yeah. that. So gloss over that and then um so in between chemo and like finding out whether or not chemo worked, they give your body like a certain amount of time to like rest because your body's just in chaos. And so before you know if it actually worked, you have this like period of I think mine was like almost eight weeks where Mm -hmm. they just want your body to like chill before they scan you and figure out if it's working. So during that period of time where I didn't know if the chemo had worked or not, I was like, this feels like a great time to plan something awesome. And so that was when our trip to Iceland happened was Mm -hmm. when we, um, we had it come up because a good deal came up and I was in this waiting period and I was like,
0: well, if I'm
1: dying, Iceland's a great idea. And if I'm not dying,
0: Iceland's a great idea. (laughs) And so many of you guys know that they reached out. Taylor and Becky called David and I late on a Sunday night. And they're like, hey, you want to go to Iceland? Long story short, sure, let's do this. So um, we went with a couple of other couples. So eight of us total went to Iceland. Like, it was amazing. And while we were there, there were definitely some pivotal experiences. We learned a lot about each other. You guys, life lesson right there. If you want to get to know a person really well, you travel with them.
1: You go on a 12 passenger your van through the countryside <laughs> of any countryside.
0: You do. And you watch the way, you know, interactions and dynamics between different, um, relationships, like within marriages, you know, cause we were there as couples. And so just yeah. me on the outside watching like the dance <laughs> that Taylor and Becky Prophet do. And then again, kind of flip flop totally. the other way and really getting to know them as mm-hmm. friends, getting to know them as a married couple, getting to know them as individuals. Like it was really fun and eye-opening, and that pretty much steal the deal of, oh yeah, we, this is the thing. Like we yeah. can definitely be friends mm-hmm. for sure.
1: Becky so. did almost get arrested in Iceland. Stop.
0: Wanted to, Stop.
1: she was, you know what?
0: We've never shared that story. Well, let's just tell it real fast. Okay. Really fast. Okay. So there we were. So
1: Iceland it's, it's light and we went in May and it was light until like, I want to say like one or two in the morning. Yeah. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah.
0: It was really and nice. also a
1: fun fact about Iceland, if you're traveling to Iceland, and this was something I read on blogs and I was like, this has to be wrong. What are they even talking about? That it's actually really hard to find food in Iceland. And I was like, how could it be an American? I'm like, how could it be hard to find food? <laughs> but going to Iceland, like literally you go somewhere for lunch and it's just randomly closed or there's just not a ton of restaurants and Anyway, because we were kind of more on the countryside of Iceland, so
0: we drove around a lot. We
1: drove a lot, I and mean, we were it, all about the yes.
0: excursions and exploring and driving off road and just stopping wherever we wanted. Like and it, it was magical. We did Iceland, like it was and awesome. We did
1: the same thing in Italy, and it's kind of how we do. Mm-hmm. Like if you're. Wondering if driving around a foreign country is a good idea. It is a great idea because you get to stop at the most magical little mm. places that you're not gonna see otherwise. Let's go back. Because of I know, let's really go back. Because of that, um, we found ourselves we found a really great gas station. And this gas station We needed station, food.
0: Going back to the food aspect. Oh yeah. we needed food and the mm-hmm. only food we could get was at the gas station at like ten o'clock at night. Oh,
1: it was later than that, I was think. Was it? Oh, I think it was like 11 or 12. Okay. And this gas station was open it was like, 2 like o'clock in the
0: morning. Yeah.
1: But they had some good food. They had, like,
0: Quiznos and mm-hmm. some, like, semi-decent food. And literally... This is a semi-long story for me almost getting arrested.
1: Becky Higgins <laughs> almost getting arrested. It's worth it. The detail. Worth it. <laughs> so... I don't so know so we're at is. this gas station and we're all kind of like loopy because we, we were going like, for like, let's be
0: clear when she says loopy. Oh yeah. No alcohol consumption of no any kind. No substance of any kind. <laughs> like, it's
1: just none. tired adults who oh, have like hiked so a glacier tight. or we went inside of a glacier <laughs> and you know, we were like adventuring all day. And so by the time so fun. we get food and we all were eating like, you know, hot dogs, hot dog Iceland hot dogs are no joke. They They're no joke. So good. Keep going. Um, and we were eating, like, candy and just having so much fun. Just yeah. total, like, laughing freedom. And so my husband was filling up the gas. He was our driver that night. And he um he Well, got, everyone loaded up in the van. They did. I was and, the and last Higgins, one to use the restroom.
0: Everyone used the restroom. Probably because,
1: fun fact, you might not know about Higgins. Like, she eats at this pace of <laughs> a tortoise. I'm a slow eater, guys. Like, it's s- fine. No, like, everyone has eaten their food, and she's, like, just figured out, like... <laughs> Like she's just tasted her that's first bite. That's not true. That's exaggerating. So that it
0: is. is. She's giving me the. I'm stink taking eye. a video.
1: No, she is a slow eater, <laughs> which honestly is way healthier and better. We're probably all just yeah. That's totally why I fast did. eating maniacs. But
0: okay, so, so I'm the last she, one. used the she, restroom. She, she ends up as is the last one
1: out because most likely her slow eating. And um and my husband. This is a game we play in our family. Is like, oh, it would be so fun to like pull the car up a little bit ahead to like pretend we're driving away and have her jump in. Okay. I'm not saying this is a good or a safe game to play, but it was fun. Okay. So <laughs> Taylor's driving away like two miles an hour if trying not, to get Higgins to Like literally to like in. creeping ahead. And in Becky's the- in just the right slap happy mood where she totally obliges. And, you know, we're all laughing and she's kind of hanging onto the car or whatever. And this is in a gas station parking, parking lot. lot. Like, like with nobody <laughs> there going like two miles an hour. At midnight. <laughs> it's one of those things probably felt really exciting to us and <laughs> actually is not. This is
0: the kind of fun we have, guys. Okay. <laughs> we're getting old. It's okay. a little out, uh, out of character. And for honestly, me.
1: if you're friends with Higgins, it's really fun to kind of like push her to do fun, crazy things like that, because she is so much, so much, so much fun. And when you get her in those moments where she's willing to do something like that, it's just <laughs> incredibly hysterical. <laughs> and so of course uh, she jumps in and we're all so just laugh, laughing. laugh, 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 laugh. And then we see the blue lights behind us. Oh yeah. The blue and Icelandic police lights. Yeah. And so me, because I am a rule follower in general, I immediately, my stomach drops and I'm like, oh my gosh, sit still, Taylor. We could get arrested. We could get detained. We could be stuck in Iceland for six months, honey. What are we going to do with our kids? And I start to go down this like obedience you know, checklist here. And, and in my mind
0: I'm dying inside going, I can't believe, like literally the one time, I cannot believe this the is one actually <laughs> happening. Like all the I did time. was just kind of jump in the yeah. side of the van with the door open as it's slowly creeping forward. Like, Correct. is this really something that a, a police officer would actually like, is what, what's yes. happening?
1: <laughs> it's true. And then my other sister in law who was with us was just
0: laughing and wanting to record it, which was great because I was out of my mind. I'm going to say that's not great. Even as a documentary, I'm like, yeah. what is she pulling the phone up for? I was like, no, don't. They're going to for sure arrest
1: us. Don't do it. Anyway, long story short, um, Too they late. roll down. I know, right? This is a good story though. He rolled, he rolls down the window and yes, officer. And he finds out we're American, which sometimes is detriment to you when you're in a foreign land acting like an idiot. And, um, He's asking, he wants to know essentially if we're drunk, which of course we're not. We're like, oh my gosh, none of us even drink. Like, of course we're not drunk. And um, he asked for my husband's license, (laughs) which my husband gives it to him. And my husband sometimes does very funny things randomly. And when he was getting his license picture taken the last time, he thought it would be really funny to make a really cheesy funny face grin. And he did. And he did. That happened. It's on his license. It's on his license. So he
0: goes to hand his license to the police officer, who then smirks and laughs. He's delighted. Oh, he's totally delighted. Yes. And he's like, you guys are fine. Yeah. Have a good night. Totally (laughs) lets
1: us go due to the cheesy license picture
0: from Taylor. And I did not get arrested in Iceland.
1: Moral of the story, Rebecca did not get arrested in Iceland.
0: There's actually no moral to that story at all. It's just, you know... It's a story. It's a fun moment. It's a fun moment. I hold it
1: near and dear to my heart. Yes.
0: So Iceland, for all of the fun moments, was really a pivotal thing in our friendship. And we... Oh, we just laughed so much on that trip. We have the best time together. Someone's pants Something... started
1: on fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. I forgot
1: about all these things. Oh, so many good so stories. So many okay. good things.
0: So anyway, we moving kind of forward and moving along in the story then, I think that that is when when I was coming back and I was kind of like going back into focus mode of like, where's my brand going? What's happening here? And I've mentioned this before. I pray a lot about my business. I really want it to be God's will. I just really want whatever we do around here to benefit people, and to I, help them, I'll to add though, their lives. I
1: think the reason why you're so intentional with that is because um, there's actually a great talk that that the speaker was speaking about. It's not just enough to shine your light. You can't just shine your light all over the place and expect it to like really help people. It's about shining your light always, but really being focused in it. And she used the analogy of like, if you're, if you're helping someone walk and you're holding your light up high, you're not really illuminating the ground that they need to be illuminated in order for them not to trip. Hmm. And so I think when you are talking about this, particularly when it comes to the BH brand, it's not because you're like, oh, what's the market trend and what's going to be most successful? Mm-hmm. But it's because when you focus on shining your light in the way that you need to, it brings you true peace and true accomplishment and fulfillment. Um, and that is like, You know, I've worked within the BH brand now for a while and that comes up a lot. Numbers, the profit, that kind of stuff is like way secondary, like way, way, way secondary to are we doing what is our role to do?
0: Yeah. How can we help? How can we best serve people? Yes. And our in the space that we offer, in the platform that we have, for sure. And so it was through that, it was through that that thought and that pondering and that praying that it came to me very strongly that I was supposed to do a podcast, like clear as day, no questions asked. And I'm trying to do better in my most recent years of when I feel so strongly and I have that impression that it's like an undeniable impression I don't want to ignore it because I think we can all speak to experiences where we felt an impression to either do something, take action, or to stop something or to Mm -hmm. whatever. And we've not followed through with that nudge that we have felt. I can speak to that, right? I think we all can. And so I've tried to do better about that. So when I felt that clear impression that it was time to do a podcast... I knew, I knew, and then no more questions were asked in terms of like, should I, shouldn't I? Mm Because sometimes I like to overthink. Sometimes that's a tendency. I I don't know what you're talking about. So that happens sometimes, but in this case, I'm like, okay, it's time. So of course I continued to pray about like, hey, wait, what is this? What's the direction? Where do I go with this? And so very close after the impression to do a podcast was the clear, undeniable impression. You're going to do it, Becky Proudfit. Did you fight it? Be honest. A hundred percent. I fought it. Were you it. like, what? I a hundred percent was like. She doesn't even. Stop. No, but for real, I was like, wait, why? Why Becky Prophet Because literally it makes no sense. No, it, at the time. It you didn't even know I was. Zero You didn't know I was a church speaker and you didn't even know I was a writer at the time. No, I didn't know anything about. I knew you were fun to travel with. You knew I was a good time. (laughs) I knew you really liked lip gloss. (laughs) Lip gloss and a good time. That's me in a nutshell. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Yeah, no, I really, I knew nothing about the aspect of working together. What? Like, wait, what? And I, anyway, yeah, I just was kind of that like, uh, okay. But then I also have said, I'm not going to ignore the feeling. So I sat with it for a minute And then it got to the point where I'm like, it's time to share this with David. Because sometimes I feel things and I like hold on to it before I share it with my own husband, because I'm like, I don't know. And if I say it out loud, I don't want it to like be a thing if it's not a thing yet. Anyway, I said it to him. I said, so here's what is up. I'm supposed to do this podcast with Becky Profit. And he's like, yes, yes. No brainer wait, why, why, why why is my husband like instantly on board with this idea? And I'm still festering over here with like, wait, should I, shouldn't I? And he's like, no, that's brilliant. That feels right. And I'm like, really? So we talked about it a little bit and we sat on it some more. Cause again, I like to sit on things. Hello. Overthinking. Yeah. Hello. That's kind of in my nature and that's fine. Actually that works to my benefit. Totally. As long as it
1: doesn't hold you back. Yeah. Right. Like,
0: and and I'm really like, I'm inconsistent about that in my life where there are some things that you will see me forge ahead at full speed and you can't stop this running train because I am taking forward motion. Like it's my job. And then there's other things in my life that I'm like, no, actually I need to sit with this. I need to be way intentional about it. And I need to just let it simmer Mm -hmm. a bit. And so that's what I mean by inconsistent. In this case, I just wanted to let it simmer. So David and I and Taylor and Becky all went on a date. Oh wait, is this, no wait, back up chronology. Okay. Mm-hmm. You had some news pop up in your life. Oh, totally. You had no idea that I had these thoughts. Let me I just had be no clear idea that.
1: that you had those. Thoughts. Just, was just a
0: post Icelandic
1: friend hangout. Yep. And that was literally the day that I had just found out, um, through my work with family history and doing a DNA test, which was sparked in Iceland, by the way, mm-hmm. a conversation we all had in Iceland that I had, um, found some new family. I had discovered that I had, um, a different father than who I thought. And, um, anyway, it was a whole lot of things were uncovered. Yes. In an instant.
0: Like this was all unfolded to Becky all at once. Like talk about earth, well, I was gonna say earth shattering, that sounds was it was um it was life changing. It was
1: it was life changing, but I felt total peace mm-hmm. and nothing but love for every single party involved yeah. for my parents and I felt so appreciative for my dad, the dad who raised me, and so much love and respect and gratitude for that and also um yeah.
0: It really well, this was. Is, this it was is actually good, part of the story. This is where I want to yeah. inter- interject and say that when Becky told me, so she called me kind of right after she f- found this out, which again was like, Whoa, are we that close? Like we she were called me. There. <laughs> we were getting there apparently. Mm-hmm. And I just remember the strongest impression of like, wow, she's handling this like a boss. If anyone found out And had this kind of information uncovered, it would probably rock with our world because it's just a whole unearthing of like, wait, wait, who am I even? And who is my family? And what, you know, kind of a paradigm shift in your life. And Becky handled it with such tremendous grace. And like she said, love, like I'm here to witness, like there was so much love in all of it. And, and I thought back to the time that she got that cancer diagnosis. And again, she was at total peace. She was like, you know what, if it's my time, it's my time. And I, again, was like, man, she, this is a stellar human being. Like she Thanks. actually, don't get your head all big. I'm just saying. I'm pretty fantastic. I should probably like calm it down with my <laughs> comments. Re- you better rain it I'm going to back okay. retreat, retreat. <laughs> um, no, but it was really, it was really impressive. I guess that's the word. It made an impression on me. And so- it was shortly after that, like right after that, that it actually was at night. Oh, no way it was, it literally was that same it day. It was a Saturday and I found, yeah, it was oh, that dang. night. Okay. Someone's mm-hmm. memory is better than the other person in this room.
1: Another fun fact about Becky Proudfit. I have a bizarrely
0: good memory. She's not always right. 99% of the time she is correct, but I can, I recall things with exact detail though. 99% of the time and 1% of the time I'm right. Correct. We like to disagree on some things. Correct. So we're going to go with your story on this one. So it was that same night we went out. We went to a movie. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. It was a movie about...
1: <laughs> we didn't really know it. It was one of those nights we were like, I just want to go to a movie. Yeah. as long as it doesn't suck, I'm fine. <laughs> and it was kind of like the time that worked out. And we sat down. And
0: a the documentary. Movie it was a documentary. Yeah. It was so good, and it was about triplets separated at birth. I can't think of the name of it, but it was really, really good. Yeah, it was about
1: these triplets that came to this realization of who their parents were and blah, 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 and Becky and I turned to each other halfway through the movie and we're dying laughing. We're like... How does this happen? How I mean, does seriously. this happen?
0: So then we leave the theater and we're chasing after a thunderstorm and just chatting and loving it. And you have to know in Arizona, thunderstorms are a really big deal. We get monsoon season every year and it's exciting. Gorgeous Our,
1: lightning. Yes. Gorgeous.
0: Lightning and downpour. It's just fun. So we were kind of, ch- I say, chasing after the lightning because totally we, we wanted like, a picture. <laughs> Let's go find an open field and try to just like snap pictures of lightning, mm-hmm. which we totally did, by the way. Yep. And we're just chatting and David's like, oh, hey, says to me, hey, were you going to tell Becky about your idea? And I'm like, dude, I'm not Too ready soon. David. What in the, why are you like, why is he even bringing this up? Like mm-hmm. I'm so not ready. He knows that He like so premature. And of course, you know, I'm saying this out loud. I'm not trying to be like discreet about it. Cause that's our friendship at this point is very, we've
1: traveled in a van through Iceland. We're there. It's we're right.
0: there. You're like, seriously, David? Yeah. Seriously. Like, no, what? I'm not ready. And so you were pretty neutral. You were pretty neutral. There because at the when you seat. told me, you
1: said, I just, I really feel like I need to do a podcast. And I was like, cool. That's so cool for you. Like that would be mm-hmm. amazing. You'd be amazing at that. You
0: totally should do it. And then I had to set the stage for the next part. Cause I, yeah. so I was like, okay, so I'm going to tell you this other thing, but like, don't think it's super inspired or anything. I just, I just have this thought, but don't like, don't think anything of it. I kept like don't saying. Don't think this
1: is for reals happening. Right. Or don't think. You were probably having flashbacks of when I stood in your office and were like, no, not, we're going to do something professionally. You're like. I don't know if I was Don't think honestly, that this is the fulfillment of that.
0: I don't think I was thinking that. I think that is just my personality of um, where sometimes I lack the confidence in knowing that my own impressions are actually like legitimately that's what needs to happen Mm -hmm. especially when it involves other people oh my gosh and I'm so protective of this brand that I Mm -hmm. built for so many years and like who am I to just like randomly be like hey you want to come work with me and be a huge part of my business like so I was like disclaimer disclaimer and so yeah so apparently I'm supposed to be doing this podcast with you and you were like huh Wow! Yeah, like I think you were feeling pretty. I I was surprised, and I was like, Oh, And then
1: I was thinking, well, what value would I bring to like this documenting brand? And I was like, just thinking about it for a minute, and then the discernment that is my spiritual gift kicked in, and I felt really compelled to ask Becky. Well, you're so sure that this isn't inspiration, but why? Like, why do you think it's not inspiration? So
0: that was her moment, basically. You guys of calling me out. She really was like, why would you discount that this is inspired? And I didn't answer the question. I pretty much answered with like, well, I don't know. Like, I just don't know yet. I just don't mm-hmm. know. I probably even said and articulated, I just need to pray about it some more. I just need to think yeah. about it some more. I don't know. I just
1: need to stew on this for I a do.'" While.
0: So... So that is, that's really what happened. You guys, that is how it came to be. And it was such a weird time with the brand and with the business and with our direction. And there were a lot of unknowns. And so I was so nervous to even go public with the information and share that we were behind the scenes working on conceptualizing and praying about and, and theorizing like, what is this podcast going to be? How can we serve people? What is the point of this? What will that platform look like? How can we bring it? How can we bring it and help people and do it in a way that is not at all about us? And that is really about helping the listener to cultivate a good life. And so we had, we had some meetings at Becky's house and we talked about it I took all the notes. <laughs> I sure have it did. all documented, and we brainstormed everything from topic ideas to guest ideas to the format of the show to the purpose of the show. Hey, hey, always begin with the end in mind totally and everything. And so now going all the way full circle back to the recording that first episode, do you see now why we fell back into our chairs mm-hmm. because we had built up, we worked it up in our minds heavily. We, we almost put these expectations on ourselves that were bigger than they needed to be because really it was just about forward motion. And that's, that is Becky and I to a T. We are all about forward motion.
1: I think the lesson in this, this was a big teaching moment for me about inspiration Mm. and about kind of like the arc of inspiration, because oftentimes you are not going to understand or know that something is 100% inspired until you take steps towards it. Totally. And I think in, in Mm. our minds when we started taking steps, we're like, we're 90% sure that this is the right thing Mm -hmm. that we're supposed to do this. Although it all feels very confusing And doesn't make any sense and what we're going to do is we're going to take steps forward and I think the relief at the end of that episode was like we took the steps the relief of that and then realizing (sighs) like oh wait okay this is something like this is going to be we can be successful at this Mm -hmm. and so but that was the lesson for me was you have to move into you have to move into your inspiration before you are going to know that it's inspiration 100 like like what's the word well, definitively,
0: yes. And movement before motivation mm-hmm. is the summary of that. Like yeah. you really have to take action before you wait to be motivated as well. Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. That is a story of how the podcast came to be. <sighs> that is. And we're really like happy to be where we are, like that we actually totally. stuck this out. And there's not one ounce of either one of us that ever wants to be like, oh, I'm out. And I'm not saying it's going to last mm-hmm. for a hundred more years. We actually will like die, you Correct. know, <laughs> before a hundred years Correct. comes up. I don't want to live to the age of 137. You know, both of us have had self-reflection at different times, like mm-hmm. just to keep ourselves in check. Like, is this still the right direction? Right. Do you still want to be doing this? Is this still the priority mm-hmm. over, you know, because when you say yes to something, you say no to other things. Totally. And so we both have had moments individually and together where are you good? Are we good? Like you still want to keep doing this. And it's always a resounding yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Press forward, move ahead, keep going, keep going, keep going. And we've, you know, we've gotten smarter with our practices. We've gotten smarter with our processes, with our workflow. And so it's just truly a joy. And we, the cherry on top of all of it is having gotten to connect with so many of our listeners through Instagram in Mm -hmm. person a little bit. Um, we've taught classes and have done some speaking, meeting people that way. And it's just, you people, like, we love you. The best. You're our people. The best ever. Mm.
1: Yeah. Um, another thing I will say, another big, le- I'm going to say a big lesson that I have learned. Kay. And then I want you to say a big lesson that you have learned. Okay. And then I'm going to share my funniest moment, and then you're going to share your funniest you're moment. Are you putting me on the spot?
0: Yes. We but didn't I'm plan giving any of like, this.
1: But I'm giving you, like, at least, like, a 90-second lead time, so... Okay. Get to thinking, Missy. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. So one of the things with podcasting is there's a lot of information out there of like how you're supposed to do it and whatever. And um, monetizing, so integrating sponsor partnerships into podcasting probably wasn't a new thing, but the way um, doing it on a non-networked podcast, which like ours, we're not part of iHeartRadio or Dear Media, and we don't... We, or love, anything. we love all you networks so darn much, but it would have to be a really special situation for us to agree to that. Um, and anyways, my point is this, is there's a lot of pressure, I think, behind the ideals we have of how things are done. Mm. So like... Even for me starting social media, which was really not a part of my life before this. Well, if I'm on social media, I need to like do it. Like I kept saying that. Remember, I used to be like, I got to do it. I mean, if I'm going to do it, I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, the way that we have done podcasting and the way that we have adjusted um, our sponsorship we're really kind of creating new systems that, honestly, like we just got off a, a conference call with with um, a sponsor that's up and coming that we're so excited about. So like, excited! Oh my gosh, so excited! I could die. Mm. Um, and we are literally with this company, like pioneering like a new way of doing things, a new way of marketing, a new way. And so, just because something hasn't been done the way you're thinking of doing it, do it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it can't work.
0: Mm-hmm. And we
1: have had to really rein back, like Beck said, to make this a sustainable effort where we're at episode 100 and we're like, totally, we'll keep going. We've had to figure out and innovate new ways for it to work for us. Yeah, My point being, inspiration into action can be overwhelmed if you don't circle it back to you're trying to cultivate a good life mm. because you can have a lot of success and a lot of inspiration and your life can suck and can suck the life out of you and can burn you out. And so figuring out how to attack a goal in a way that is uniquely you and accomplishing the things you want to curate in your life and not just in your work, I think for us has been the key to longevity with the podcast. Yeah. And will be the reason it's going to live on Mm -hmm. Until
0: Becky dies. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I think it's a great lesson learned. And you put me on the spot with the question, but Mm -hmm. I was thinking as you were talking, I promise I was truly listening, but I was thinking that's perfectly... It's
1: recorded. You can
0: listen back. (laughs) This is true. true. But it segues perfectly into one of the biggest lessons I've learned because it really, it goes along with what you're saying. Is it lip gloss? It's not. (laughs) (laughs) Although that's also really good. But you're basically talking about blazing your own trail. There's Mm -hmm. so many things that we've done and that I've done and that you've done and that you guys have listeners that you've done too, where it's not a known path. Like we are, especially in the time that we're in right now, there are a lot of us having to be innovative Mm -hmm. and creative in the way that we exist and the way that we do things in our family, with our work and relationships and existing and wearing masks everywhere and all the things that are just different. And so going along with that and how we really do have to blaze our own trails and beat to our own drum, I want to say that also there's value in I'll do you, you do me, and we're all going to respect each other. Mm-hmm. And so I have found that in life in general, but also I think that Becky and I, we hope to exemplify that in our relationship. Becky is her own unique self. She has her own unique sets, uh, set of strengths and weaknesses and quirks and fun things and um, challenges. And I am my own unique self with my quirks and challenges and strengths and weaknesses. And that's what works with us is that we honor each other's stuff. And there are so many, there are so many stories I could tell about when I have felt some angst or anxiety or a little stressed or a little edgy for, you know, it's not like I'm an, I'm not an edgy individual. I have just moments like, don't think I'm like not a monster, but you're not a monster. I mean,
1: you're not a I'm monster. the cutest monster there you ever was. You sure are.
0: <laughs> no, but I'll have moments of like, ah, you mm-hmm. know, like if things are just, you know, they go awry or it's not planned out well or whatever. And I just can just be myself. I don't have to hinder how I am or who I am to try to please Becky's expectations mm-hmm. of me. And that is something that I've learned about myself with regards to anxiety is that when I try to do things according to the perceived expectations of others, it takes me down a spiraling p- path that is not pretty. Totally. And so it is so safe to be in a place with someone that you know cares about you and loves you exactly as you are, Mm -hmm. how you are, and to have that mutual respect. And so I just want to say that that's kind of one of the life lessons that I have felt. It's not like you're my first friend like that, but you certainly exemplify that a lot in my life. And it really is something that I hope we're all aspiring for in all of our relationships. They can't all be like that, but it just starts with you It starts with me, the person, like I need to have respect for how other people in my life show up and love them exactly as they are and where they are, period, the end. Amen. Yeah. And that's something you've taught me too is, yeah,
1: creating that safe place. And I think oftentimes in relationships, be it friendships, a marriage, Mm -hmm. whatever kind of relationship you have. There's this, like, false notion that, like, when you're super close to someone, you kind of, like, morph into, like, the Beckys. You know, people call us the Beckys all the time. Which is fine. Which is totally great, and we love it. But also, anybody who would call us the Beckys who knows us knows our very distinct, different personalities. And one of the things that Higgins has taught me is – and I'll say taught me through action because it's something I already knew, but you do better than – a lot of people is being like championing each other. Mm. You know what I mean? I could, that's a huge strength for you as well. If I, if I decided to leave the podcast and go create a shoe company, if I wanted to do that, you would be first in line to buy the shoes championing me because you're like, that's just how you are. And so there's so much freedom Mm. to like to follow inspiration and what that means and being able to Mm -hmm. just be there to cheer each other on.
0: And I hope that that's something that we've, um, demonstrated even just in our conversations with our guests that we've had, not just with each other is we truly do want to champion other people and you guys. I mean, that's what I think both of us do Mm -hmm. daily in the direct messages on Instagram. We are cheering you guys on when you reach out and we reach out back and we have that communication. We just really want to cheer you on in life we don't want you to feel alone. We hope that you don't feel alone. And when you do have those moments of aloneness, like just maybe, you know, imagine like we're there cheering you on, even if we can't be with you in person. Or if you're having a moment like that, look for someone that you can cheer on. Mm -hmm. Cause I think Mm.
1: we, we build up boundaries when we don't cheer each other on and people don't feel free. It's, it's very easy to have people there for you when you're, when things are not going well, and it's much harder to have people there for you when things are going well. So be a person that cheers people on in their successes and not just in
0: their struggles. Agree. It's oh, much I harder. agree so, so much. Okay. Are you ready now? Okay. So you want to talk about, we're going to end this on a funny note. Well, duh, because duh. if you know us, we're laughing <laughs> a lot of the time. I know, but now I'm trying to, it's like a lot of okay. pressure. Like I, I'll tell you want me to tell
1: my story. Yeah, well, duh. Okay. Yes. Cause I got to think, think of you don't one story. Okay. Okay. So there I was. There you were. Okay. there When we sat down the first, you know, first meeting, which I want to find that list. I'm sure you have it. Oh, I've got it. Of our like, okay, oh, yeah. who would your like top people be to interview? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be interesting to see how many of those we have interviewed. Yeah. I think most of them. But one of mine is this artist. She is a musician named Hillary Weeks. And her music is just so profound and so life-giving Oh, I just love it. And in a lot of really hard moments in my life, that has been like my soundtrack of hope has been Hillary's music. Yeah. And I'm actually going to have our cute editor in the – I'm going to have her link a YouTube music video of one of our favorite Hillary Week songs. Okay. Um, You have to go watch it. It's amazing. Okay. Go watch it. But um, anyway, so this was a guest that I was like – incredibly excited to interview and she has been with me in some of the most tender vulnerable places in my life so in my mind we're like best friends okay so <laughs> <Poor> Hillary <laughs> I know Hillary I love you so and I much.
0: I have known I've known you've known you've been friends Hillary. for quite a while well yeah. we've been friends for a while but her music I grew up with her music mm-hmm. she really was um she was coming into her career when I was a teenager. So as a, as a youth, as a teenager, I was drawn to her music right at the beginning of her career. And of course I didn't know it was the beginning of her career. right? So I've always known her music and have mm-hmm. always loved it, but I didn't have the same deep connection that right. you have felt. So carry on what happened.
1: Um, okay. So we're, we go to Hillary's house and I'm not even kidding. Becky will attest. I was probably driving her nuts that day because I was like, I want to wear a specific, like I, you know, it's like, you think I, I ever things? I plan on my outfit and I had like my favorite lip clip, my rare lip gloss on. And Becky was probably like, oh my gosh, you seriously, you're insane. Like, like just, it's this fine. is the difference between Becky and I, I'm very like curated that way in big moments. And she's like, you're so stupid and no one cares. Put some clothes on and let's get the heck that out of here. That is
0: very much us. Okay. Yeah. I <laughs> and seriously so don't I, care. Like
1: I really carry. And I remember we were listening to her music on the way to her house we and sure I were. was literally crying like. <laughs> Do you remember yes. like we were listening to like, yes. it was almost getting Christmassy time-ish and we were listening to one of our favorite Christmas songs done by her. And anyways, so I'm feeling, pull up and I'm feeling all the feels and then she's lovely and her home is lovely and we are, ended up recording in her master bedroom, which yeah. I literally am like, we are best friends. She invited me into her master bedroom. I kid well, you not, it was, It's all about finding
0: a good acoustically sound totally. place. Like when we're yeah. recording, it can't just be like in a hall. Or at the kitchen table, like we really yeah. do want to have it like acoustically. We want to absorb some sound and echo and stuff like that. So that gives you a little bit of context. So right? of course we're in Hillary's bedroom, and I literally Duh. was having
1: one of those moments of like, oh my gosh, we really are friends. Like I think she's my friend now. Like yeah, she's definitely my friend now. Okay, <laughs> she's gonna have to listen to this, right? Oh, I uh, hope she doesn't. This is kind of embarrassing because I don't fangirl often, but dang. Great. okay. So I'm sitting on a bench in her bedroom, which was where I was sitting during the recording and kind of so, like a
0: leather bench yeah it was yeah, like it was soft. a white
1: leather like leather and chrome bench and I get up when I'm done and she had already left the room cause I think she was getting us water or something and I look down at the bench and on the bench my skirt which I had worn a bajillion times um had bled like my um my oh, the color wow. had bled off my skirt onto her bench
0: black skirt white White bench. bench.
1: So on her bench was the very distinct imprint of my buttocks Yep. on her white bench in a glorious shade of Mm -hmm. black.
0: Yeah, it happened.
1: Totally happened.
0: I mean, it's subtle, but it's clear. So we
1: have a picture of it and maybe we'll include it in show notes. But uh, (laughs) so I look at her daughter who's in the room and I'm like, do you have a wet washcloth? And she leaves and I'm like, (gasps) hey, What have I done? This is like... It was the most embarrassing moment of my life. So she comes back with a rag and I'm like, I'm going to wipe this off before Hillary ever knows. And it didn't work. And nothing worked. And my buttocks is still on the bench in Hillary's bedroom. We scrubbed. We we,
0: brainstormed products. We tried all the things. No, like there
1: is nothing... (laughs) My butt will be a permanent fixture in the bedroom. And Hillary, I was... mortified I am very rarely mortified I could have been walking down (laughs) New York City in the daytime completely naked and been less mortified Uh, like I was yeah you were dying dying yeah and she was lovely and wonderful but that was yeah we just died like now I think back to it I oh my gosh you guys
0: Oh yeah. That happened. So I know. funny.
1: I hope Hillary finds it funny. She was lovely there. I hope she didn't She cry. was so
0: gracious and yeah. And we'll never forget that. And that she makes... laughed
1: at me, which made me feel good. She said she was, she thought that I made the bench better. Yeah. With my buttocks. I know mark.
0: that doesn't say a lot about her character. I know. Right. Yeah. No, she's so I good. You, um, do you have a story that I like, can you think of one? I mean, I okay, so there's a recent one. That oh, I, I
1: have a few, but go ahead. Oh,
0: well. This what, one, which, which one are you thinking well, of? Well, it's recent where I made the mistake with one of our guests, but that's not funny. That's just really embarrassing. Let's I want you to see. tell the
1: story on our way to our Movara. Uh, trying to think of which part. So we're driving to Movara. Yeah. Of course, we stop in Joshua Tree National oh. Forest. Wait. <laughs> Do
0: you Wait. see where I'm going? Uh, possibly. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. And then we're going to wrap this up. Uh, so there we were. Can I
1: just, can I just say something? Yeah. (laughs) Anytime. Okay. I make mistakes all the time because truly detail being detail oriented is not my strength. I'm not administratively strong. (laughs) Truly. Like it really is kind of a problem and been a deep source of like probably a lot of sleepless nights for Becky. I'm sorry. And I love you and I'm working
0: on it. See, I still love you. You do. Totally. You, I'll Totally. And eight. you just
1: lovingly say like, I need you. Clearly you didn't read the heartfelt email that I wrote that answered all five questions. You have just asked me. All I need you to do is open it and read it. Anyway. So yeah. when Higgins makes very detail oriented mistakes, I have a certain amount of joy in my heart. Yes, it's true. She does. Um, it is so fun. Funny to me because it it never rarely happens.
0: So can I just share it? Oh, so good. Okay, these stories are getting very stretched out. We're at the gas station. We're filling up. I'm the driver driving my vehicle. I finish filling up. I pull away. The gas pump is still in my car. That's what happened. (laughs)
1: because I've she was very never. well the best part of the story is though what so she gets out to i was mortified
0: and i can't believe i sh- thought i broke the gas station i've never did. pulled away the whole thing exploded after you drove away <laughs> so
1: and the reason I why so she left it in was because she was very the machine wouldn't give her a receipt and because we were driving we needed the receipt for accounting purposes because we were actually driving to our movara retreat yeah. last year and she was very concerned about you know, crossing the T's and dotting the yes, I's with their receipts. So details. she had to go back into the gas station mm. and get the receipt. And it was like a whole thing and it was very difficult. So she gets back in the car and we're already running a little bit late and she's a little flustered and she's like, Oh, okay, I got it. I'm just really trying hard to make sure I get it right away and get it, you know, just stay very organized with the receipts. And it was at that time that she pulled away <laughs> and we heard a snap and I looked around and I was, Oh
0: dear. <laughs> Oh dear! And I was she drove away with a gas pump in her car because I've never done it. You guys, I know that some of you listening have made that mistake, but I had never even known that that was a thing. And when you think about it, it makes sense that people do that. They just aren't thinking. They aren't paying attention. Like, obviously, for me, that's the case. I was distracted with my detail-oriented, <laughs> needed-the-receipt moment. Oh, I love it. And, yeah, I pulled away, and I yanked it right on out. And I was. I went in, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Just with the and hose like,
1: in hand. Like, I'm very, just, it they, was the greatest moment. They literally were like,
0: no, like this happens all the time. You're fine. Yeah, And we're, we'll I was hundred
1: percent right- convinced as I always am with cars that if something goes wrong, it will explode. That's always my <laughs> assumption. You get in an accident, your car will explode. You pull that out. The whole gas station. I just was thinking, explode. how much is this going to cost me? I just broke right? the gas station. <laughs> but seeing Higgins hold a floppy, Oh, gas tube nozzle and have to go in and be like you guys I've broken. It. it was
0: not my finest moment but oh it was so funny i loved happened. every minute of it yeah, every minute. i know you did and i would like to it say that lovely. there's a life lesson in this but there's really not there's not there's it's just you not. know what the life
1: lesson is when you <laughs> blow up the gas station just laugh about it the
0: life lesson is you laugh you laugh laugh at yourself and also do pay attention to details like Making sure that your car is not connected to the pump when you pull away. Correct. That's also a really good. Now the next time you guys fill up your car, you'll think about us, mm-hmm. and then you'll listen to the you know another episode that you missed, Maybe. Oh, that's kind that's of sweet. Precious. Think Don't blow up the think gas about station, us, your friends. Beck, happy hundredth episode anniversary! Happy one hundredth episode to you guys! Wow, all of us. This is a fun journey. We continue on. We're going to keep going, and we just love you so much, and we love the, um, the positive energy around the things that we talk about. We love engaging with you guys. You know, that we've talked about how much it means to us when you share, we love it. Every episode, we always get tagged on stories and people Mm -hmm. share their favorite takeaways or point to the episode. And of course, leaving awesome, friendly, kind reviews on iTunes is always so meaningful to us and it really helps the podcast to grow. And so thank you for that as well. Also, we want to tell you something. What? This,
1: because it's our hundredth episode anniversary. Mm-hmm. um we are going to be releasing two encore episodes this week so this is yes. coming out on wednesday we're going to be uh releasing one on thursday and one on friday and it's going to be just ones that we really two of our very top favorites very ever, very ever, very, ever. very favorites yes
0: and i think it's perfect that my dog is barking in the background because why would we n- we've never Guys, left we that wanted,
1: on. we want to introduce you to oreo <laughs> Oreo the dog you guys is have... very concerned about any human beings approaching anywhere near. Or cars driving by anything. a mile away. Or motion in general. <laughs> Oreo is lovely.
0: It's a small miracle that we can do any recording in our house. It truly is. I mean, yeah, but it happens. So there you go. There's Oreo. Oreo at the dog. If you heard any other background noise, we may or may not have both of our families somewhere in the house. I think they're this time. waiting
1: to eat dinner. Like
0: when will these <laughs> loud mouths just shut up so we can eat? And on that note, it's time for us to end out. So thank you guys. As always, we love having you here with us. And we thank you for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life and reminiscing with us on 100 episodes. Nothing we ever say is more important than the specific things you feel that are personal for you. We invite you to write down those promptings and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on and we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye guys.
1: Are you guys ready? We are so. I want. I don't want to say. Are you guys ready? Yeah, I don't either. That sounds. That was dumb. Stupid. <laughs> stupid.
0: <laughs> what are they getting ready for?
1: Okay, here we go.